Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome to another episode of Relationships Turned On. I'm super excited that you've joined me for today's conversation. It's about when partners falsely accuse one another of an affair. What do you do? What's the impact? What does that look like? How do you navigate? It's a big, big loaded topic. There is no question about it. And it's a worthy topic because we do talk a lot about how partners cheat or how partners lie and we don't really talk about when they accuse and it's not actually true and there's no validity behind that. So this is actually a topic that was brought up to me from one of our listeners and I'm not going to identify them of course but I just want to say thank you for bringing this topic up. I think it's really worth worthy of discussion and yeah let's dive into it. So quick disclaimer This is for entertainment purposes only. It is not considered mental health care advice or medical advice of any kind. Okay, so there are many situations where partners due to their own issues and lack of trust end up accusing the other half without whether whether it's without thought or whether it's without evidence or whether there's yeah there's so many ways obviously there's very specific, unique situations when it comes to this, situ- you know, accusing partners falsely. So it obviously has a very negative effect on how the other half perceives trust in their relationship, which can have long-term consequences. So when I was prepping for this episode, there's honestly so many ways I could have discussed this topic. Like I said, it's very loaded. There are so many implications for falsely accusing your partner Uh, implications for the person that feels that they are being cheated on or perhaps they are jealous of their partner's conversations. The list is really endless on where I go. So my aim is to give you hopefully some insight, maybe some understanding and a few practical tips on what you could do if you were in this situation as long as they're right for you. So I'm going to caveat, this is obviously a general conversation I don't know your specific details, so you need to be really mindful that this, you know, is for entertainment purposes only, like I've already said. (laughs) So let's get straight to it. False accusations of affairs or even false accusations of lies can be really damaging and really, really hurtful to the other individual. They can erode trust in the relationship. They can create a lot of emotional distress and can lead to a lot of conflict in the relationship as well. It's really important to address this issue with a lot of compassion, a lot of understanding and a commitment to finding solutions, which I understand can be very difficult, especially if you're the one who's being falsely accused. But I just have to remind you of this, hurt people hurt people. And often they don't even mean to hurt. Often what I have seen play out again and again and again is they have had previous past situations, whether it was when they were younger, when they were in past relationships, whatever it was, and they have that memory in their cells of 
the feeling of someone lying to them or someone cheating on them or whatever the tr- specific trauma is. It doesn't even have to be that directly linked, but it, it can be. And so essentially what that means is they feel all of that stuff like it's happening right now. And what I mean is they might have been cheated on 20 years ago, but they haven't processed it and it's still in their cellular memory. It's right there. And, you know, one triggering word can be said and bam, they are back there. They are back to feeling like they're in the midst of being cheated on, being lied to and all the things. And so when those when that happens, they're in fight and flight, their cortisol is high, they're super stressed, you know, internally, their physiology, oh, there you go, stumble in my words, <laughs> their physiology is really stressed and they are not in a whole brain state, which means they're basically 50% offline mentally and they're not going to make good decisions in a nutshell. They are at times maybe going to be irrational. And don't get me wrong, that's what happens to all of us when we get into fight and flight and we and we get triggered and the traumas come up. And, you know, sometimes I don't like using that word traumas, but, you know, it's the easiest way to discuss this with, <laughs> without breaking it all down. So it's be compassionate, be understanding, okay? So here are some practical steps that you can take to navigate this really challenging situation. So one is communication. It's being so open, being so transparent, especially when facing false accusations is so important. You really have to create a safe space for open and honest dialogue. Encourage your partner to express their concerns and fears while also voicing your own emotions and thoughts. I'm really repeating back and active listening what they're saying and displaying empathy is so key and so important, which will help foster understanding and really pave the way for a resolution for you both. Now, I know that's nice and easy for me to say (laughs) on a podcast without it real time in front of me. Don't get me wrong. You know, I real time, (laughs) it's real time in front of me quite often. And I just have to say, it's not about blame, shame or criticism. This, even if it's not true, even if you're being falsely accused, it's about Finding that place within yourself where you can come at this from empathy and concern and curiosity and interest and support for your partner because clearly there is something going on. Yeah, clearly there is something going on. And for both of you, of course, in this situation. So a little bit of grace goes a long way. And repeating back, checking for understanding, checking for meaning, fostering understanding in the conversations is so crucial. And sometimes, not all the time, But sometimes that person being heard, seen, valued and appreciated through those conversations can be enough sometimes to decrease those fears within them, to decrease the worries and concerns. Often these worries and concerns can come from themselves, from them not feeling good enough, from them not feeling worthy enough, from them not feeling enough essentially in every way you can take that word not smart enough pretty enough lovely enough whatever doesn't make them enough money like the list is endless whatever you can add to enough (laughs) and that place of unworthiness can foster different things in your relationship it can really bring out different things now everybody has some element of that to them if they haven't worked through it yes so what that means is more compassion and more understanding more 
open communication and explicit communication with love because the more you can be there for them and you can constantly show up that you are there for them, that you are there for them and you are transparent and you are listening and they do mean things for you, it decreases their fears. Yeah, Not always. I'm going to say that not always, but a lot of the times it can really help. There is obviously fundamental deep work to be done and you know, seeking counselling is definitely a big part of that. But false accusations really can create a lot of turmoil for that person who's being falsely accused as well and so for that person that's being accused they do need support whether it's a therapist or counseling or really trusted friends it's so important that you've got that and be really careful though who you do talk to as trusted friends because sometimes you it's best that other people certain people don't know but really trusted valued friend can be really helpful And so you really need to start, A, identifying the underlying issues. So what is the underlying issue here? Are they scared you're going to leave? Are they worried that this won't last? Are they not feeling worthy for the relationship? Are they not feeling enough? Are they feeling like they're not giving you enough? Or like there can be so many reasons this can manifest in your relationship. And often it's not what you think it is. And that's why I say come at this from empathy and understanding, because it's challenging for both of you. So, and and frustrating. Don't get me wrong, I get it. <laughs> it's frustrating. But you really need to build, rebuild trust. That's the bottom line. So, ways you can do this is having a bit of transparency, obviously. Sometimes, you know, you go for the low-hanging fruit. Being transparent in words and actions and phones and emails and technologies and all the things is important. Okay, if that feels right for your relationship. But also something I like to use is something called gathering evidence. Now, please, please hear me when I say that doesn't mean you go around like Inspector Gadget. That's probably not the right word. Uh, Maxwell Smart. (laughs) doesn't mean you go around like Maxwell Smart and try and collect all the evidence. What I mean by that is what do you know to be true right now? Do you know right now that they love you? Do you know right now that they that you've had X amount of wonderful years right now? Do you know right now that they're at work? And of course, they're telling you the truth because they're at work. Like what is it that you tangibly know to be really true and stack that evidence? The more evidence you can stack, the more you can decrease the fears around that. Okay. So it's something you keep doing you keep going back to that exercise keep going back and stacking the evidence it helps for you to calm the fears okay so really being as transparent and as sensitive as you can in can help build and foster the trust okay what we want to do is build it and build it and further establish a solid foundation of trust as opposed to erode it And that's why you need to think about all these different steps that you can put in place. Now, setting loving boundaries and clear boundaries is really important when you're dealing with false accusations. Boundaries in your relationship, people get scared about boundaries. They think, oh, it means like I'm putting limits on somebody else. It means I'm not hearing them or I'm not doing that. Wrong. It doesn't mean any of those things. It actually helps you create a sense of safety and protect both of you protects both of your emotional well-being yeah so when you communicate your boundaries to your partner emphasizing the importance of respect trust and open communication and you respect each other's 
you know, whether it is you respect each other's privacy or personal space. Now, I know that I said about transparency habits. So this is where I need to say that every relationship is different and we work with what's best for you both and what you both believe and think, okay? There's no two relationships that are the same. But universally, healthy boundaries do create safety. Healthy boundaries can foster more vulnerability, more authenticity, and more love in a relationship. When you get them in place, holy dooly, you don't even know why you didn't do it in the first place, (laughs) okay? So real building trust, it's having the vulnerable conversations, it's engaging together, it's having the quality time together, it's making sure the words and actions match, it's helping and getting support for any fears or traumas or triggers that are coming up for either one of you or both of you. It's all of these things together. So it really is possible to overcome false accusations of affairs or lies even, but it does require dedication. It does require understanding and it does require a willingness to work through challenges together. Okay, remembering, keep focusing on those little steps you can do to rebuild trust, fostering the open communication and get help, professional guidance or help when you need it. I have to just say, lastly, please don't wait until things are a level 10, you know, you're at make or break moments. Get help before that, yeah? By the time you've gone through all of that and you're at level 10, there's been so much hurt, so much anger or so much distrust, so much pain that it does take so much longer to get back to where you want to be. Don't wait and get help sooner rather than later. That is what brave, courageous and long-lasting relationships have in common. They don't wait. They get that help ASAP. (laughs) Okay. Now, if you do need that help, all of my details are below. You can see my website. My email address is laura at laurapresscounseling.com.au. There is a lot of information on my blog and my website as well for free. You can go and check that out. It's really worth a look. There's lots of different topics I touch on. So maybe there's something there that I'm sure there will be that will resonate with you. If you have enjoyed this, I would appreciate it so much. If you could share it to someone that might need it or subscribe or leave a comment. I really appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day. And again, thanks for listening. (music) 